What does it take to feed more than 10,000 children on a daily basis from September through June? You're about to find out as Clifton Toomey, Supervisor of Nutrition Services for the Indian River School District, joins me to talk about what goes into running the food service operations at 15 school cafeterias. I'm Dave Mall, and this is the IRSD Spotlight. Chances are the landscape of school lunch has changed dramatically since most of us were in school. Gone are the days of cream chip beef, institutional style pizza, and fish mariner sandwiches. Menu options have gotten healthier as the federal government has revised guidelines regarding the nutritional content of food served in public schools. Today I'm joined by Cliff Toomey, the district's nutrition services supervisor, who is going to talk about some of these issues. Cliff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dave. Let's start with some statistics. Now, last year, the district's total enrollment was 10,171 students in grades pre-K through 12, um, and that number is expected to increase again in 2016-17. Can you give us an idea as to just how many meals were served in the Indian River School District last year? Uh, Last year for the 15-16 school year, we served 1,231,008 lunches and 537,588 breakfasts. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, and I guess my next question is, obviously it takes a pretty large workforce to feed that many kids every day. Uh, it certainly does. Um, we have about 124 uh, general workers and managers out in the individual schools. Uh, 50, uh, about 50 of them are, part, are full-time, and then the remainder are part-time. Uh, we have a nutrition specialist as well as a financial secretary. Given the fact that you oversee the serving of meals to more than 10,000 students, you supervise the staffers who serve those meals, manage the physical operations of the kitchens in 14 different school buildings, and monitor state and federal regulations regarding the nutritional content of those meals, I guess it would be safe to say your job is rather challenging. Do you agree? <laughs> well, I, I certainly it's challenging, uh, but I certainly enjoy what I do. Um, it's a rewarding position, um, and I enjoy every minute of it. Hmm. Now, um, let's back up for a moment, because you have a very interesting background. I think, I think people would be really interested. The, you're a graduate of Indian River High School, but you took a really interesting path to becoming the Nutrition Services Supervisor. Can you kind of fill us in on your background a little bit? Sure. I graduated from Indian River High School in 1990. Uh, began working in restaurants in Bethany Beach, Delaware at the age of 12. <laughs> so all through my high school career, I worked in restaurants. Uh, and then once I graduated, I continued to work in restaurants. Um, eventually, I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. Graduated from there in '99 with an associate's degree, and in 2000 with a bachelor's degree. Uh, and I went on back into the restaurants. I worked for Sussex County Senior Services with the Meals on Wheels program for a little while. This position uh, posted, and I applied, and fortunately was able to uh, to secure this position. So I'm very happy. How long have you How long have you been with us now? This school year will make my 11th school year. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, is there do you is there a particular aspect of your job that you find the most rewarding? I particularly enjoy meeting with the students and the student focus groups and get their feedback on what they would like to see. And it's really rewarding when they come up with ideas and we're able to produce those for them within the menus. That's, yeah. that's really neat and it's fun. 
Uh, tell us a little more about those student focus groups. Is that a, a, something where you actually take some possible menu items to the kids and have them try? How, do, how does it work? Is it high school kids, middle school kids? Or? Uh, I meet annually with mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Bunning's high school focus groups in mm -hmm. both Sussex Central and Indian River. Mm -hmm. And I also have food tastings and testing pilots and things that go on from K to 12. So we do different food tastings throughout the year. We'll try something at the middle school level. We'll try something at the elementary level. We get feedback from the children, and if they like it, we'll put it on the menu and see how it goes. Yeah, that's great. Now, you and I had some good laughs when we were preparing to do this podcast, uh, talking about some of the some of the stuff that was on the menu when we were in school, and, mm -hmm. and we pulled out some old menus from the 60s and got a good laugh out of those. That's and, uh, you know, in looking at those, it's really funny to see how the, the school nutrition landscape has has changed, especially in the last decade. Now, you know, when you walk into a school cafeteria today, what's being served isn't bears little resemblance to what it was when I was in school and when you were in school. Um, can you talk about those changes a little bit, just to, just the, how the landscape of it has changed, I guess, in the last decade or so? Well, when we were in school, there was one, maybe two choices daily. Uh, now there are multiple choices, particularly at the secondary level. Um, students today uh, like more of the wah-wah feel of food, so we have box lunches, we have prepared salads, we have homemade hummus platters, we make our own granola from scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, so we really incorporate a lot of things. Uh, so we really try to incorporate a lot of new and innovative things that you see in the quick grab-and-go markets out there that students you know, you utilize a lot in today. Mm -hmm. um, d does a lot of that have to do with like, uh, I know the, the federal government's handed down a lot of new regulations lately uh, regarding that. Does that have a lot to do with that too, a lot of the new menu choices, uh, just to you know, kind of meet those regulations and that type of thing? I, I think to an extent, um, but at the same time, you know, we have, as you said earlier, over 10,000 students, and mm -hmm. that's 10,000 different palates to please on any <laughs> given day. Uh, so you, you have to have more than one choice to meet the broad spectrum of students and, mm -hmm. and the taste profiles that, that they're used to. Mm -hmm. The federal government, uh, with the WIC reauthorization of 2010, really changed what we're allowed to serve and how much we're allowed to serve. Uh, the nutritional guidelines now call for age-appropriate calorie ranges as well as fat content and all those things that they did for years. But there are age-specific calorie ranges that we have to fall within. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a, a nutrition specialist on staff that uh, ensures that all of those menus meet those requirements. And it's my job to figure out how to come up with the most innovative products that fall within those guidelines. Yeah, is that a fun part of the job to you know think think up stuff like that? I enjoy that research and development in institutional style cooking. A lot of times you don't have the opportunity to be innovative in yeah. what you serve, uh, but in this case you actually do. Mm -hmm. So you get to be innovative uh, within a very small scale mm -hmm. of calories and nutritional content. And I wanted to ask you about the nutritionist that we. I think a lot of people not, might not realize that the school district does have a nutritionist on staff, and that's pretty much her job, right? Making sure that everything that's on the menu meets whatever guidelines are out there. She analyzes all of the menus to make sure that they are USDA compliant. She handles all of the orders uh, to ensure that we're getting the right products in so that they meet mm -hmm. those standards. Uh, sometimes if the vendor is out of a certain product and we have to substitute, she has to make sure that those products meet the guidelines. She has to make sure that the product being substituted uh, does not contain some allergen that the other product did not have. Yeah. 
so um, she, she's a big plus for the district. She helps mm -hmm. us out tremendously. Now, there, there's two other programs I, I want you to talk about. Um, one is the Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Program, and the other is the Farm to School Program. Can you tell us what those two programs are? So the Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Program is a government program slash grant uh, that is awarded to high poverty schools, uh, and it is for the elementary level only. And we currently have six schools participating in that. This year our grant is over $250,000, and it provides an additional snack time at some point in time other than the regular lunch service where those students can go down and get a fresh fruit or a vegetable snack for the day. I see. Now what about the Farm to School program? Uh, the Farm to School program uh, is something that we have been participating here in Indian River for a very, very long time. We were actually the second school district in the state uh, to serve fresh local produce uh, as a part of our menu. Um, we have served everything from watermelons to sweet corn to acorn squash to fresh roasted asparagus every spring when it comes on. Um, that it, It's a program that I really enjoy because it, it really gives back to the communities that we serve. Um, now let's let's go get on to another topic. Um, I think one of the more interesting things about food service in the school district now is that it's really no longer necessary for a parent to give their child lunch money every day when they come to school. Um, talk to us a little bit about that and how that works. Uh, well, the district, uh, we now have what's known as the K-12 Payment Center, and they can go on k12paymentcenter.com uh, and set up an account for their child. And basically it allows them to go online and put money on the student's account. They can go in and check the history. They can see what the student has been purchasing. They can see if they're eating lunch, if they're eating breakfast. Uh, it will send a text notification when the balance reaches a certain level to remind parents that the balance is getting low. Uh, so it's a good tool to use. Mm -hmm. And this can all be done online, correct? It can all be done online. There are links through the IRSD web, uh, website, or you can also go to directly to k12paymentcenter.com. Mm -hmm. Now, can you also take just a minute to address uh, the free and reduced lunch program and how economically disadvantaged families can take advantage of that? Uh, basically, um, in August, we will send a meal benefit form packet home to every student in the district that doesn't already qualify for free or reduced lunches based upon the direct certification download. And all they need to do is complete that form in its entirety, send it back either directly to my office where the address is listed or send it back with the student to the school. And then it will, via inter-office mail, come to my office and we will approve them as we receive them. Um, it's important that everyone fill out a meal benefit form, regardless if you think you're going to qualify or not. Um, you never know. So you're better off to fill it out and send it in than not when you possibly could have qualified. And and some students will qualify for reduced price lunch. Others will quali qualify for free lunch. So it could be one or the other depending upon income levels and that type of thing, right? Depending upon what the income level is, those guidelines are established by the federal government again. Uh, so once we determine what the total annual household income is, mm -hmm. Uh, then we're able to determine whether or not the household would receive free lunches, reduced lunches, or full pay. Mm -hmm. I got it. Okay, now my last question for you is that, uh, you know, being out in the school buildings quite a bit, especially elementaries, I always see a cart in the hallway that has, uh, it's, a, it's a, you know, a big food cart, usually right there along the main hallway. I'm sure a lot of our parents have seen them too. Um, and they'll contain uh, either fresh or prepackaged fruits and vegetables and that type of thing. What are these? Those are the fresh fruit and vegetable programs. <laughs> uh, those carts were purchased uh, through those grant monies. And mm -hmm. uh, again, we're, we have over $250,000 to spend this year 
uh, on fresh fruits and ve- vegetables to those high poverty schools. Now, do because a lot of times I'll see a class walk by and each each child will just grab something right off the cart and head back to the classroom. Does that a, do? Does every single child in those schools get that? Um, you know, uh, on a daily basis, or they they do. Um, there's yeah. a lot of different ways that different buildings handle it. Sometimes they'll do it on the way back in from recess mm-hmm. or the, when they're going by that cart going to a specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, some actually will send one or two students down with a basket and mm-hmm. they will get the amount of vegetables or fruits that the students want mm-hmm. and then bring them back to the classroom. Now, is that important for almost like for for young kids to have like that mid-afternoon snack or, or along those lines? Is it, is it good for, I guess, you know, maintaining their focus and then that type of thing in the classroom? and? I, I think that's the premise behind it. Yeah, We've been doing this program now for over five years, and every year uh, when I send out the email to the schools that participate and I ask the principals if they want to reapply for next year, it's mm-hmm. always an overwhelming yes. They want to uh, continue with the program. So, so It's been pretty it, popular. It, it's then, been huh? pretty popular, and, yeah. and it, it must be doing good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cliff, we're just about out of time. Um, I want to thank you for being here today and sharing this info with us. Okay. Thank you, Dave. All right. Enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of IRSD Spotlight. I again want to thank Cliff Toomey for taking time out of his busy schedule to talk to us about food service in our schools. Menus and information about free and reduced lunch, the K-12 Payment Center, food allergies, and nutritional content is available on the district website at irsd.net. New episodes of IRSD Spotlight will be posted periodically throughout the school year. The podcast can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.